KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time to take our weekly look at the American economy as we check in with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice, Villanova School of Business. Lots to talk about, so let's get to it. So let's start talking about jobs, jobless claims for the past week, nearly 750,000, more than people thought. This comes after non-farm payrolls last month were up by nearly a million. We saw the unemployment rate come down. People were real excited. The news we got this week, a little bit of cold water. We're kind of all over the place here, aren't we? We are, Matt. Here I take a week off, and what the heck happened? I was hoping it would go back in the in the more positive direction. However, this is a large country, as we've always talked about. You have pockets of areas such as Utah, Georgia, Tennessee that didn't see the tourism they thought they would see throughout the month of March uh, during the time of Easter, and that put a drag on the entire country. Sure, our northeast area is, is booming better than it was a month ago, but there are areas of which I believe go back to tourism, California, Florida, where it just hasn't opened up in the tourism area as much as it should have. And that's why we're seeing that spike in jobless unemployment claims. We've talked about things coming together and we both got a relatively positive outlook, but you think we're going to kind of be on this roller coaster of, uh, you know, information kind of all over the place still for a few more months? We will. We will be on this roller coaster for a few more weeks, even up to a few more months, I'm thinking at this point. Even though we're opening up, there's going to be areas of the country that will not be opening up as quickly as we are here in the tri-state area. Producer prices. It sounds like they went up. First of all, tell us why we should care about this. What are What is the, the index, the producer pricing index? Sure, it's a good time to bring it up. It's different than the consumer price index. The producer price index is the one that companies look at when they're buying raw materials, such as lumber, such as oil, uh, all the things that they make products with. And it went up 1%, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that was a double what it was in prior months. And it was double what the estimates of the economists said it was going to be. So if we're looking at a jump of 3.8% in one year for producer price index. Uh, as I said, lumber is the one area because places have been hit hard with tornadoes, hurricanes, uh, and the things that happened during the summertime with some violence that happened. So lumber has jumped the biggest one. There's other areas that are jumping, uh, steel, aluminum, other kinds of products, as there's more demand when people are renovating their homes and putting additions onto their homes. Is this overall, when you're looking at the broad scope of the economy, is this going up a good thing? As I've always said to, to people, a little bit of inflation is good. Yeah, I mean, you want your home values to go up. I don't like to see gas prices go up or food prices, but it, it is inevitable. We just want to make sure that our wages go up as well. And I'm not seeing that for what we would call the lower uh, middle class, middle class itself. And that's a concern of mine right now. We've talked about the K-shaped economy uh, to his credit, the president, and I think when the the big uh, COVID relief bill that passed last month put a lot of policies in place to try to combat that case-shaped economy, try to flatten things out, but uh, we're still seeing signs of the, the great divide, aren't we? Oh, we are. And with a Forbes magazine coming out with their list of billionaires, I think it's about 17 of them live in the state of Pennsylvania. And that's a good thing. I mean, they pay taxes uh, somewhat. In theory. Uh, in theory, right. That's true. Good point there. You know, 
I looked at all the billionaires, about 86% of them are richer today than they were a year ago. Now, I don't begrudge them, but I'm thinking, what about the working man? What about the person who's delivering my food to Wawa or those who are delivering the gasoline to Sunoco or those who are just even delivering the retail goods to the local malls? So their wages have not gone up as much as you would see the billionaires go up. So there's going to be that wide gap. We mentioned that relief plan. Are you seeing anything in the indicators that indicates that that money, the programs have started to to make headway into the economy? It has. And I've noticed the last week, this past week, and even the week before, I'm seeing a lot more lines at places like the local cafes, Starbucks, gas stations. They're starting to open up the economy more. I'm seeing more landscapers out on the road, which you should at this time of year. I'm seeing more delivery trucks, people doing power washing of their homes, all the, the rental centers, the Lowe's, Home Depots, even your nice little local uh, True Values stores. They're really hustling and bustling with business. Interesting. There is a push by the Biden administration uh, talking about the idea of a global corporate minimum tax rate, obviously trying to level the playing field. Is there anything is this something they're trying to raise higher or are there any kind of global agreements on what tax rates should be as they try to keep businesses on their own shores? Would this be something transformative or would this just be moving the number up the scale? Some of it's moving the number up to scale. I have not heard much from the WTO, which is the World Trade Organization, which is like considered your big chamber of commerce, if you will. Uh, I, I know the World Trade Organization is more about free trade and less tariffs than they are talking about corporate tax rates. I think the corporate tax rates from what I've seen would just be inching up to the levels of what we call pre-Trump levels, but not even up to the levels of where they were during the Obama administration, the Clinton administration. So it's a way to put some more money back into the into the coffers, maybe help pay the debt down a little bit, use it for programs. Uh, it sounds really good in theory. I want to see who else comes on board in some of these neighboring countries because you're not always comparing apples to apples when you speak about our great country versus another country. And wouldn't it be big, but it seems like a great idea in theory that it would prevent companies from throwing stuff overseas if they're not going to get the tax breaks, which is the main reason, you know, a lot of companies do it. Uh, and we kind of level it off and there's a lot of the incentives to move your corporation or move your operations are, are kind of taken away now. Right, that's correct. They would be. Uh, and companies um, want to be here. They would try to offshore and go elsewhere. But even if the corporate tax rates go up, you're still going to see that balance in the cities and the states, the smaller cities that are struggling to give tax subsidies, tax breaks, tax increment financing, tax credits. So, so even if the corporate rate goes up to whatever that they want to put it to, you're still going to see at your state levels who are trying to attract business to the smaller areas. It could be it could be uh, Chester, it could be Coatesville, it could be Allentown, Bethlehem, it could be Camden, even Newark, uh, Delaware. So the cities still have a lot to offer with low taxes. What are you keeping an eye on here the next couple of weeks uh, from an indicator numbers wise? What do you want to see? Well, I want to continue to watch the economy grow. I think it will as the warm weather opens up from Boston all the way down to the Carolinas. I think that's good. I'm my one concern that I still have 
has to do with our transportation, SEPTA. It's not back to normal, obviously. And as companies say, well, we don't need to be in the city five days a week, only three days a week. People will work from home. And that's being efficient. And that's a good thing. Um, my concern is what is going to happen to transportation, to, to busing, to rail throughout the country. That's my big concern. And to that point, infrastructure is uh, the next big legislation that the the Biden administration is pushing you think we will see something? I don't know if it'll be $2 trillion, but you think we will see something significant? We are desperately overdue for something like this, no? Oh, we, we are, Matt. And and take a look at, like, bridges, for instance. Uh, they were built decades, five decades ago. They've outlived their useful life. And we speak about infrastructure. I mean, let's not just talk about roads and bridges and, and airports. We're talking about levees. We're talking about dams. We're talking about wastewater, stormwater. We're talking about anything that has to do with, with uh, even parks, uh, things that have to do with state parks, national parks. So there has to be a concerted effort, I think, by all levels of government, not just the federal government, but I think state governments, city governments, local governments have to take a hard look at their infrastructure and prioritize. What do we need to fix in the short term? What do we need to fix in the long term. I think some of this should be pushed back on the local municipalities and the cities to to look at their debt and find out, can they issue a little bit more debt to pay for some of this infrastructure? And we keep getting warning shots across the bow of the state of our infrastructure. I mean, you remember the Texas thing a couple months ago where the electric grid you know, went the other way. I'm not sure the details, but they've got a wastewater situation in Florida or some kind of water that's contaminated and there's something might get into the... I mean, we keep hearing these individual stories, it seems to me it's just a blinking red light that we got to do something. We have to, and someone has to take the bull by the horns and take responsibility, whether it's our state government or whether it's the local cities. And there, there's not as much debt at the states and at the cities compared to the federal, as you know, what the national debt is. So I really do believe that they should take ownership, some of these counties and some of these cities and say, okay, this is what we need to fix right away. Interest rates are very low. You can borrow at very low interest rates over a 30-year, a 20-year debt issue. I know it's going to add a little bit to the taxes, but wouldn't you rather drive on some nice roads, be safe at your airports, be safe when you're going over the bridges, make sure your wastewater, stormwater, and make sure your, your electric, as you said, and natural gas and all other utilities are up to speed. For this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth, you can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon. We'll have another episode out soon.